Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, how you doing, everybody? Casey Ryan here again for a special Wednesday night edition of the Cutting Room Floor, a little podcast that I started to showcase any entertainers and creative types from all walks. I like to see if you've got a story to tell or a project to sell, then I want to hear from you. Uh, the easiest way to get a hold of me is on Twitter. You can ask anybody that knows me. I'm on there or pretty much all the time at Cutting Room MRB, uh, or you can uh, hit me up on Facebook uh, at facebook.com for Cutting Room MRB, or uh, give me a like on, uh, shoot me an email rather, cuttingroomfloor.mrb at gmail.com. Uh, if you got uh, something you want to promote, if you've got a crowdfunding campaign that you're working on, if uh, you got an album coming out or a movie coming out, uh, book, whatever, um, he shows up in anybody, uh, just love hearing new stories. So, uh, MRB at gmail.com and I'll help you get out the, uh, the stories the best way that I possibly can. Uh, quick thank you as we do at the top of the show to the Wolf of Exit, my announcer, uh, and to Michael Cardello for playing me on. Um, also to credit where it's due for the referrals, and I always try to make a point of uh, giving people credit when uh, when they do give me a referral to uh, to Krista Shirk uh, and Rosemond Donsa for for teeing up this interview. Um, so just to give you some information on who I've got on tonight, uh, over the course of the weekend, I got a chance to watch a uh, one of the good things about being confined is frankly you get to catch up on a lot of all this really cool stuff that's out there uh, there's a lot of great content out there and for somebody like me that really more or less needs an excuse to stay home <laughs> uh to to catch up on a bunch of this stuff uh i i'm getting a chance to watch a lot of these indie films some of them people are sending to me and i i'm very very grateful of it believe me i'm i'm humbled by uh but you know any time somebody asks me to watch something for them uh one such case uh, was sent to me by Krista Shirk over the course of the last week or so uh, for a film called All Kidding, All Joking, All Joking Aside. Uh, and I got a chance to watch it. I was really impressed with it. We're going to be talking about that tonight. And with me on the line tonight is uh, is the lead in the film, uh, Raylene Her uh, Harewood, uh, who is an actor originally from uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba, uh, trained in theater, but uh, over the course of the last little while, moved to film. Uh, and this actually was her first leading role in a film. So uh, this is kind of a, an interesting piece to be covering here. So uh, without further ado, the cutting room floor proudly welcomes, and it's always great to have people on for the first time, uh, Raylene Harewood. Uh, Raylene, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, so the, the first question, question that I, I have for everybody when they're on here for the first time, just a bit of an icebreaker. Did, did I get your bio information right, or is there anything that you'd like to add to that? 
no, that's, I think you got it pretty right. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, so maybe in your own words, if you could tell us what, what all joking aside is about. Um, it is about a young up and coming uh, amateur comedian um, who ends up uh, doing some stand up in a club in uh, New York and gets heckled off the stage by this older sort of jaded uh, ex comedian who's been booted out of all of the uh, New York clubs due to very poor attitude and alcoholism. Um, and it's basically the story of their friendship. She ends up um, harassing him into mentoring her. And um, through that, you know, she's able to uh, improve on her comedian skills, but they also build this really beautiful relationship and sort of fill these holes that they've each had for a long time. And it's a really beautiful story. And it's, I got it, like I said, I got a chance to watch it. I, I actually watched it a couple of times and, and uh, there, there really is kind of a delicate dance that these two go through emotionally, right? That, that one of them is slowly but surely kind of getting information from the other. And it's really interesting to see the dynamic of trust develop on both perspectives, right? Absolutely. Um, now the, the the person that you you, you play opposite, uh, I a movie you know mention of this film you know would be a miss if I if I didn't bring up Ryan Markinson who uh, who plays the uh, the older uh, former comedian um, uh, by the name it, Bob was the guy's name right yeah 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 uh, and it, you can tell he he really had some life experience behind him and I. One of my favorite comedians of all time was uh, was George Carlin, and and he kind of had that same kind of quality and certain you know that, that weathered gravelly voice and, <laughs> and 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 the cynicism and and just a, a gift for kind of timing, right? Uh, I, I really I, I really believe that that he was an actual stand-up comic, but he, he's he's more of a stage actor, from what I understand, right? Uh, Brian Markinson? Um, yeah. He definitely has been stage and still does stage periodically, but he, he has many, many film and TV credits, like probably 200 plus. Like he's definitely very um, uh, experienced in both mediums. Now, now, I know that you also had, had had a lot of theater experience, but uh, I was just wondering if, if stand-up comedy was something that was completely foreign to you or, or whether you dabbled in it on open mic nights or anything along those lines i i, I guess oh. or, have you ever tried it at all uh not before doing this film i've been a longtime fan um of improv and startup comedy um but no i had never tried it it's one of those forms that just seems completely terrifying to me because um, you're not hiding behind a script, you know, like the words aren't written for you and you're really just yourself up there and you, you have to be quite vulnerable to even give that a shot. So, um, no, I, I never tried it. Um, I did it one time in preparation for the movie and it was absolutely mortifying before going up. I was like shaking in my seat. Um, but when I did actually go up, it, it was, it was, it went very well and it was super fun. Um, I think just breaking that ice for that first time was, um, quite terrifying to be honest. Uh, 
Uh, I've often, I mean, I've had a few comedians on the show over the years that, that were uh, that were friends of mine, and I, I I've often equated that you know in, in terms of entertainment, mm -hmm. I, I would go so far as to say that stand up comedy really is going the hard way around when when you think of it, because like you said, you, you're really working without a without a net right that you're out there and, mm -hmm. and and the reaction that you're going to get from the crowd is immediate uh the, there's no other kind of background music or, or other performers to hide behind or, or to compensate for various things it's really you and the crowd and that's it right exactly yeah and it's a form that there is meant to be interaction you know so if it's going well you know and if it's not going well you know and you have right. to recover from that and keep going so it's pretty scary so what was the appeal to you in, in terms of how, maybe if you could tell us a little bit about how you found out about the role and, and uh, you know, how you got involved and how you prepared for something like this? Yeah, um, how I found out about it, I was actually um, working with Shannon Coley on a TV show that she um, has directed a few episodes of, uh, The Magicians. So I think I was on season four of that. And um, I was just on set one day, minding my own business, and she comes up to me and she's like, hey, I think you'd be really good for um, this movie I'm directing next year. We're having auditions this weekend. Um, if you're interested, you know, please come in. And so I gave her my agent's contact info, and that's sort of how I found out about it. Um, yeah, and so it kind of slowly went from there. I went in for one audition, and then I got a call back, and then I had my final chemistry read a few weeks later with Brian Markinson, who had already been cast at that point. Um, yeah, and then I think probably a few days later, I found that I had gotten it. And that was about um, four months before shooting. So um, yeah, I think in terms of uh, your preparation aspect of the question, I, I basically just watched other comedians and uh, you know, noted what they did badly because, you know, Charlene does not start off very good. <laughs> right. Um, so, I, you know, I figured out what makes a bad comedian and what makes a good comedian. And I was trying to be pretty specific in terms of her journey and, um, you know, trying to make it so that she gets a little bit better each time she does it and whatever lessons that she learned she implements it, which can be pretty tricky because, of course, we shoot out of order, right? So, um, yeah, just trying to make her a little bit better and a little bit better so that there's, like, a big enough difference between the first set she does at the beginning of the movie and the last one at the end. Um, and then other than that, yeah, I went up and did the the one set the one time uh, at Yuck Yucks, my amateur night, and, and there we were. Did, okay, now, did you actually, because some of the advice that that that, uh, that that Bob actually gives to Charlene in the film, uh, I, I noticed was fairly specific and fairly accurate from from what little I, I know in, in the books that I've read about the lives of comics and, and things like that, in terms of owning the stage and, and trying to find the funny and everything. Uh, some of it was, you know, a little bit obvious, but a lot of it was, you know, not being trapped behind the mic and, and things along those lines. I mean, these were really specific things. Did, uh, to the best of your knowledge, did either you or, or Shannon, who uh, was the director behind this, did, did you consult with actual comics? Um, I, I'm trying to remember now. I think in the production period when the script was still being written, um, there was a female comic that we consulted 
from, I want to say Toronto, and I'm bummed that I don't have her name right now. Okay. Uh, but right. we did consult her, I think, for some of the writing of it. Um, but you know what was really useful, and I'm not sure if you know, um, the guy who played, um, oh, his name is escaping me right now, but the, the comedy club owner, Dennis. Right. Um, he, so his name is... Um, is um oh my goodness why am i blanking on everything uh richard lett of course and he uh <laughs> is an actual comedian oh yes uh, okay and, all right yeah he is and so we like to call him the real life bob because he actually has way more similarities to bob than um brian does and um he was really useful to have on set and he was on set for a lot of the uh stand-up that i did so if i had an idea about what i wanted to do to make a joke more funny in a physical way um i would go up to him and say hey is this funny is this funny and like you know he kind of directs me very gently because he has decades of experience so um yeah he was a huge consultant for me personally uh one of the things i'm kind of curious uh to to get your take on is uh do you really see the the i don't know if you're in the position of being able to answer this but i'll i'll venture forward with it anyway but uh just in terms of, of the journey of becoming a stand-up comic as, as for, for women versus men do you, do you think that this is a fundamentally different journey or uh, do you think that, that it's gotten you know the market's gotten better or, or, or bigger or, or do you really still view this as, as something that's being predominantly a male profession essentially but uh, I'm almost reluctant to say that because I know a lot of really 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 talented female comics totally um you know what? I don't know that I can fully answer that question just because I don't feel that I know that much about it. Um, you know, when I think of like the really famous comedians, more male comedians do come to mind. But right. I mean, that being said, I think in the past, you know, 10, 20 years, there has been um, more equality in terms of what we're seeing on like even just Netflix, you know, like there's right. a lot more um, female comedians popping up and, um, yeah, I'm seeing them in comedy clubs and all over the place, and they're funny. They're really, really funny. Um, so I think it is getting better, but I wouldn't be surprised if I heard that they still had, you know, um, struggles just in the community itself. And, um, yeah, I, I still think that women are trying to pave their way, but they're doing a really great job, and I'm seeing more of them, which is awesome. Uh, I I also want to get in a uh, a good solid plug for the writer of the film. Uh, the, the script is really on point and, and uh, very you know clean crisp writing, and I I like that especially for comedy pieces. Uh, James Pickering, I understand, was the person that wrote it. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. That okay. Is okay. Did you have much interaction with him? Um, yeah, we were lucky enough to have him on set for a couple of days. He's actually from London, England. Oh, yes. So, okay. um, yeah. yeah, he is. Um, and so he uh, was able to come over, I think, partway through filming and just spend a couple of days on set and kind of meet everybody and, and watch for a bit. Um, and yeah, he's, oh, he's just one of the most lovely people. And his um, partner came as well. And um, a few weeks ago, we were actually in San Francisco before everything shut down, and um, we got to have a couple showings at uh, Cinequest over there, and um, 
yeah, he was able to come to that as well. Um, a wonderful human. Uh, now I understand uh, you're mentioning in the uh, in the stuff that you sent me in terms of uh, preparing for this interview that that, uh, that this was your first lead on film, right? Uh, oh, yes. what 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 was that experience uh like for you oh <laughs> um it was pretty scary if i'm being totally honest um please do. i also sorry i said please I, no i said please do for is yours oh <laughs> um yeah yeah it, it was it was quite scary um i just didn't really you know i had i hadn't even done a guest star yet at that point so um i think it was just a lot of learning to uh trust myself about that um and that i was capable of that and they, you know picked me for a reason and everything um i feel like the first couple of days were tricky especially because you know i'm acting opposite brian markinson who like i previously stated has 200 plus film and tv credits you know like he he's been doing this for a really long time and measure up to him when I've got like six, seven credits at that time was um, quite a feat, it seemed. But um, after the first week, I feel like we really settled into it, or at least I did. And I felt pretty comfortable and at home. And I really have to give a shout out to both Brian and Shannon because they made me feel totally comfortable and, you know, really wanted to make sure that um, I was comfortable voicing any opinions um, or just yeah, communicating anything I needed to do my job well. And and it's good too. I I would have to imagine that, that for first experience like this, that you also had some degree of familiarity with the director too, right? That that you know how to work with her and she knows how to work with you. I mean that that had to have been a kind of comforting as well, I would imagine. Oh, it was so comforting. Um, but in Shannon Coley's case specifically, she is probably the easiest person to work with. She is so accommodating and caring and um i really just couldn't have asked for more from her so um yeah i got really really lucky having awesome castmates and an amazing director yeah and she she produced a really uh, you know really first-rate product too right i, I mean this, this you know very polished and and uh like i said i enjoyed it you know i, I was uh there were parts of it early on where I, I thought you guys were going to take a, a slightly, admittedly, I didn't, when I watch a movie for the first time, I try not to read as much publicity as I possibly can, uh, just because I want to develop my own impressions of things. And I thought for a second, that this was going to look like kind of a darker film about, you know, Charlene being harassed by an older comic who was jealous of her or things along those lines, but it quickly turned into, you know, kind of a buddy film, which which I thought was kind of neat. Totally. Yeah. Um, I think the movie has a really nice balance of, um, you know, uh, representing some of the harder things that we have to go through in life and um, harder things about being a com young comedian, young comedian and a young female comedian specifically. Um, but there are definitely some really light and beautiful parts to the movie as well. So um, I think it was nice and balanced. So maybe if you could tell us a little bit, uh, first of all, when when did you actually shoot it and when did you you get it finished? I, I, I guess how long has it been ready for people to view? Um, it was actually quite a quick process. It was pretty impressive. So from start to finish from when I was involved, it was cast in, let's see, it's 2020 now. It was cast in about September 2018. And then it was shot 
in February 2019, and then it was ready to view in, I want to say, July 2019. So in less than a year, I was casting it. A few months later, we shot, and a few months later, it was ready to see. Um, you know, we had a screening for the people who had worked on it, but um, the very first public viewing was just about a month ago. Oh, really? Okay, so fairly recent then, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I guess what's the reaction been thus far? Uh, um, yeah, I don't pay too, too much attention. Like, you know, if someone emails me a review, I'm like, okay, I trust you that you think that I would want to see this. Um, right. But no, honestly, I have been so happy to see that a lot of people have been loving it. Um, we've gotten numerous really good reviews, um, even one that came out today that was, yeah, just super positive. They just keep popping up. Um, and unfortunately, due to, you know, all of this um, shutting down to uh, the coronavirus, I don't think a lot of people were able to come see it for the world premiere um, in San Jose last month. But the people that did come really, really liked it and, you know, were really participating in terms of like they were laughing a lot when they were watching it. And almost everyone who attended the screening stayed for the talk back afterwards, which tells me that they were, you know, at least interested to hear more. So, um, yeah, the feedback that we've been getting is, is really great. Uh, I just wanted to know if there was, uh, in our last couple of minutes here together, I, I uh, know that you have extensive theater experience. Is this something that you're still working on or, or do you pretty much transition to, uh, to film and TV? Um, I, yeah, I, it's, I, I definitely actually do have a theater contract coming up, um, but for okay. a couple of years there, I was pretty much not interested in pursuing theater and was really trying to, uh, you know, build up my um, film and TV uh, credit list. But um, I, hopefully, <laughs> if it doesn't get canceled, um, I'm going to be in the uh, Canadian uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child production in Toronto coming this year. Uh, okay, I'm I'm sorry, I didn't quite catch that. Uh, it's the uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. They're doing a production in Toronto at the Ed Mervish Theater. And oh, you're going to be in coming. that? Yeah, wow. in that, in that theater. So that's my next theater thing coming up. Yeah, yeah uh, okay, no, I, I've been to, uh, I'm a bit of a, a, a theater buff myself, and, and uh, I've, I've been to, to several plays at the, uh, at the Mervish, and, and uh, uh, you know, in that whole district uh, in, in Toronto, and uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, that's cool. So, yeah. uh, uh, any indication as to what part you'll be playing in that? Yeah, so I'm actually a swing, which um, if you're not familiar, that basically just means that I have to learn several different parts so that if somebody's sick or somebody can't do the show for any reason, I'm able to step in and do it. Um, so I'm going to be on stage anyway every night, just sort of filling in the crowd scenes and, you know, just doing um, smaller, like, sort of movement parts. But then um, if anyone's sick, I could, you know, be called upon up to like, I think a few hours before the show and be like, hey, you're playing this role today and I've got to be ready to jump in. So it's quite a challenging job, actually. Well, no, and I've been to a few productions where, uh, you know, at the last minute they, they said, okay, we're sorry, but our lead couldn't make it because he's got laryngitis or what have you. But whoever does come on always does a first-rate job, right? I mean, it, you know, to the untrained eye, you, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference, really. Exactly. 
And I, I mean, that, yeah, that, that's, you, re that's really what you have to prepare yourself for, isn't it, right? To, to, yeah. So, uh, no, I mean, that, that's cool. It, believe it or not, uh, my, uh, my wife and I have actually shopped around for tickets for, for that very show, believe it or not. Because uh, oh, I, I could, because I'm in, because I'm in Montreal, right? So uh, oh, for us to go, to, for, for, well, for us to go to Toronto, it's six to eight hours by car, but but uh, yeah. certainly something, certainly something you could do for a weekend, and we've done that a few times. So uh, it, Toronto's a great place for theater. I I love it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to join that scene. Uh, is there anything else that you've got coming up that, that uh, by way of, of any other projects that you've got going on, that, uh, you know, the floor is yours to make mention of anything that, that, uh, that you've got coming up that you want to showcase here? I wish there was more to share. I just feel like with everything shut down, it's, you know, I'm hunkering down like everybody. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty much it. The Harry Potter thing is the most exciting thing i got coming up and uh, just kind of, you know, relaxing till then <laughs> so where can people go uh to learn more about you or to to learn more about all joking aside or, or uh you know follow up on anything that you've got going on where can people go to learn more about uh about railing heroin um you can go to um i have an instagram and a twitter which are both um just at railing Harewood. Um, and then for learning more about All Joking Aside, you can go to alljokingasidemovie.com. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I also have an IMDb page if anyone's interested in seeing anything else that I've done, and that's pretty easy to find. You can just search my name into IMDb, and uh, yeah, yeah. Well, what can I say? Like, uh, you know, I was really impressed with what I saw. It had a lot of heart to it. There, there was uh, very, very good writing behind it, and uh, very polished piece of work. And I, I very much enjoyed watching it. So, uh, thank you, you again, so much. I'm so glad. Good on so that's going to about do it for us tonight. I, I want to uh, thank my guest uh, again, Rayleigh Harewood, for uh, for joining us here on a Wednesday night. For anybody else that might be tuning in, uh, I'm going to be back on Sunday at my usual time. Uh, you can look for another referral from uh, from Krista Shirk. I've got a uh, another episode teed up there, and, and I'm going to be doing a few extra shows. Uh, quite frankly, because everybody's home and everybody's looking for things to do, and so am I. Uh, so if you guys want to be on the show one night, uh, let me know what you're thinking. I'm going to be doing a few extra ones, all right? Uh, this is something that I haven't done in years, but I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, so until then, uh, it, please, please, please take care of each other. Stay safe. This is not something to be screwed with out there. Uh, we're all going to get through this together, but stay home, save lives, and take care of each other. Uh, until then, I can't put it any better than that. Uh, you've been listening to Casey Ryan on the cutting room floor, and on behalf of my guest, Raylene Harewood, cut, print, wrap, and I am done. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.